everybody, welcome to the grounds. Today's man, that top order just demolished. <laughs> so normally, what that structure looks like is like this, and honestly, that's part of why the grounds are here as well, so that you don't have to wait for Kobe in order to see who's who. Hello, everybody, welcome to the groundsman. Yet again, week number four, where you find everything that has to do with school cricket, how the boys are doing, what they're doing, how they're doing it, what the schools are doing, what's going on, what's going on in the school cricketing sphere. Uh, as usual, I've got my co-host, TT. How are you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Week four. Week four. I'm keen. I'm keen. I've seen, I, I, I saw some, uh, some headlines of some of the teams that were playing this weekend, man. I'm keen. I'm keen. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the teams starting to come back online. Um, some warm-up games happening. We had some some exciting games this past weekend. Um, and uh, I mean, the, the the boys are starting to push through. Hey, eh? um, we got the Michael Mass uh, Festival coming up um, this weekend. I was with um, a young a young player from St. John's, Keshev. He's looking forward to to going to Michael Mass. They got a lot of scouts. A lot of um uh, selectors out in that tournament so the boys are really excited man and you can see with some of the scores that are coming up that the that the schools are lining themselves up to really rack up some 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 w's man yeah can we just recap again what the what the michael mats uh festival is am i saying that right uh yeah michael mass i call it michael mass i've heard other guys call it little mass <laughs> But I, I also call it Michael Mass. Listen, they start on the 2nd to the 5th of October. Um, it's out in, uh, in, in Peter Maritzburg, out in Maritzburg College. Um, again, there's tons of schools coming through. The last one, they had 22 schools come through. You get everybody from uh, St. Stithians, Pretoria Boys High, Greg Gray College, uh, Care, St. John's. Uh, Hudson Park, St. Albans, you get everybody from Durban High School, Clifton, uh, Clifton College, um, Kersney, you know, like all the big boy schools are out there. So obviously you get selectors coming out to that tournament because it's one of the few tournaments when you can get so many cricketing schools all in one place um, and to showcase their skills. So am I right to presume that the boys that perform here are the boys we should be keeping an eye out as well as cricket fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. The boys that perform here are the boys that we should be watching out for. Um, and again, unfortunately, it's not everybody that goes to this tournament that gets an opportunity to go to trials and, and, and. But um, they're definitely a good chunk of the boys that are here are also spread quite nicely around the country. Um, so fortunately, it's not like it's one province that has to pick out of the schools that are here. It's different provinces, Western Cape, Gauteng, Northerns, KZN, Buoland, um, Border, you know, Northwest. Um, I don't know if there are any Northwest teams, but uh, definitely a nice spread across the country. Good opportunity for kids to face other kids around the country that are playing exceptionally well. Is the people's team play? The people's team will be there. The people's team will be there. <laughs> and now that you yes, mentioned sir. the people's team, I think there's, there's an opportunity. This week was an opportunity for redemption for the people's team. Okay, they, they, they had a shocking start, um, which we discussed in, in, in episode three of our podcast. But I think this week, they did themselves a bit of justice. Not, not, it's not a St. Stylian's performance, but it, it was a comeback. It was a comeback. Is that now, have you dubbed good performances St. Stylian's performance? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, listen, okay. I, I see where you're going with this, but <laughs> wait until, no, 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 wait until I show you what they did this past weekend, and you can tell me whether or not a good performance is the same Stadium's performance or not. Uh, you know who my team is. Yeah. I told you from the beginning, St. Stadium's is the bar. <laughs> they are the bar. <laughs> nah, dude. It was, it was 
a monstrous performance by St. Stillians this weekend. Uh, RIP St. David's. Uh, hopefully <laughs> you'll see a resurrection next weekend, but goodness gracious me. Okay. Um, let's, let's, <laughs> let's just do a roundup of the schools we're talking about this week. We've got Afis versus Vatuklu. Uh, fantastic game. Um, not really much to write home about. Afis winning that game by three wickets. I mean, Vartokluf winning that game by three wickets, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, we had the people's team, Pretoria Boys High first team, playing against Centurion first team. Um, Pretoria Boys winning that game by 98 runs. Um, so a good performance there by Pretoria Boys. Come back. Um, again, hey, some guys might say you don't want to peak too soon. You know, there's a whole conversation around that. That's got to happen. Um, and then we had Pochchemis coming back against Rustenburg High, uh, winning that game by 99 runs. So Pochchemis uh, doing themselves some justice, some justice after a hurting start um, playing St. Stithians. Uh, we had St. Stithians playing against St. Davis this past weekend. Man, oh man, St. Stithians won the game by 298 runs. Um, they scored 501 in 50 overs. Just, man. <laughs> okay. Can we have a moment of silence for St. David? Just a moment of silence. How much did they score? They scored 501 for Five six. Oh, one. That's six. half of a thousand runs. Mate, mate, five keeper. <laughs> there's, now there's two stories here, right? Yeah. There is the bowling, and then there is the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get it. Who 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 did who did damage? Who hurt them? Who's, <laughs> who are the guys that put St. David's into the ground? Who are the guys that just Mm, just just nailed it just yeah, it sounds right. like it sounds like they were hammered into the ground this isn't just a a um a good performance sounds like in, in Satwana we say <laughs> which essentially means they found a dead rabbit yeah the rabbit yeah, was yeah. already dead by the time they got there. and they just mauled it they just mauled it uh, they tore they tore them apart, man. To be fair, St. David scored 204 for six. Uh, they didn't get bowled out. Kudos to them. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a rough one, man. It was a tough day out for St. David's. It's not a I can't say um, they they had a lot to be proud of, um, but it seems like they they tried to hang in there, especially with the likes of Buenoma Parker coming after them. So um, kudos to them for, for, for hanging in there and not getting bowled out and batting out the full 50. Um, I actually disagree on this. I'm going to push back on this. Okay. I disagree because as a team, when you're chasing 500, by the end of 50 overs, you better be all out. Or you better be close to the target. But if you, you still had four wickets in hand and you didn't even get to half of what you were chasing, it means that you had given up. It means that you, you as a team, were, were, you would rather celebrate not losing wickets than being 302 all out and having a bang. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. When you're facing a big score like that, it, it, it shows the character of a team, right? The team, the, the, the score they scored shows a batting lineup that gave up. They weren't trying to get there. They didn't think they could get to 5 or 10. They were all just trying to get some batting practice in. Sounds like it sounds to me like it was one of those where the coaches just like, just get, get, some, get some overs in the belt. Stay yeah. in, get some time in the middle. They, they had just relegated the result to getting some time in the middle. And I guess if that, if, you know, as a warm up game, look, to me, it says that you don't have that um, will, that instinct to win, right? But at the same time, it could be a coach saying, listen, man, these boys aren't going to get to 5'10". Um, 
they could lose their morale on the way there. Um, let me rather get their confidence up by just having them get some time in the middle, right? That yeah. could be a tactic to say, hey, let's get the boys. It's a, it's a moral victory for them to not be boiled out by St. Stithians. But again, that just speaks to how dominant St. Stithians is. That teams go in, not trying to beat you, but to simply try and survive you. Oh, that's, hey man, like that's, that's tough to argue. On, on, and I guess, I guess you're right when it comes to sort of a killer instinct um, having to be developed in the game, right? So these boys sort of need to be able to find that somewhere along the line. And in all honesty, if you're not going to find it in the game, it gets very difficult to cultivate that killer instinct outside of a, a, a controlled, ruled sporting environment. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and again, you look at the fact that they, they, they're close to also going on tour and meeting some of the big schools at Marco Mass. Do you want a team that, that and that's, that's the complexities of being a coach, right? So are you going to spend this time um, in sort of these preseason warm-up games, uh, getting guys time in the middle, because they haven't had a lot of time in the middle, spend time, face the ball, uh, get a feel for, for the wicket, get a feel for being out there picking gaps, um, or are you going to go for wins so that you, the groundsmen don't hammer you on, <laughs> on next week, you know, in the next episode? So <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a double, double-edged sword in that they have to balance those two realities. For me, if you ask me personally, I think this is a time for you guys to be working on your plans. This is a time for you to be working on your execution. I think by the time you get to the second drinks break, you then have to change gears, right? You, let's say you, yeah. you, you got to uh, 34 overs or whatever, and you're like, okay, cool. We had second drinks break. Um, where are we? We're 148 uh, for three. Okay, now we change gears, right? Let's go T20 mode now, right? We're changing. Yes, we're chasing a massive score, but even if we don't think we'll get there, let's go T20. You set yourself a score as a team and you say, we're going to chase that, right? And then you work, that's, that for me, you're working on tactics, you're working on game scenarios, you're working, especially if you're chasing 501, mate. Very few teams will, will, will be able to chase that considering the, the psychological, um, uh, the psychological uh, back foot that you basically are in um 501 yeah. is a score you can set but to chase is another question altogether so for me that's that's i think where for for the coach there um for the players as well for the captain i think that's where i think saint david's might have missed it to say um we had 204 for six you know what is that what what does that mean to us what does that really matter but if you were able to use the game to bet out your 50 years, but to chase certain targets along the way. I think with that, and fair enough, St. Stillians' bowling lineup is strong. Okay, so it's, it's very rare that you're going to score 300 against them. Um, you got but, some killers in there. Yeah, I know. You got some proper ballers in there. Um, but but you, you also need to be able to find the strengths in your own batting lineup. And I think that's where St. St. David's might have missed it, man. I mean, look, man, I definitely, I believe that moments like that, games like that, it's a great opportunity to find out who's, who, who's got it like that. Mm. Which, which one of the players, who's going to step up? You, might, you probably might win, but give the boys a license. Yeah. Game like that, give the boys a license. Let's see which players actually step up. Let's see. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. Go out there, play your game. That should have been the message. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I, and I agree that pairing that message with um, your targets is how they should have gone. Should have been go out there, play your game. Here's our targets. Here's our game. Even if they set themselves a specific target to say, if we can get to, after the first 30 overs, if we can get to um, 200 plus after yeah. the first 30, right? Then, boys, we've got a license. Let's go after it. But yeah. again, you know, um, St. David's isn't in the top 20. So, 
we may be expecting too much. You know, we yeah. may be essentially sitting here saying, well, you know, Bangladesh should have done this to Australia. <laughs> and it's like, bro, they can only do what they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, perhaps they can only do what they can do. And that's no hit on them. You know, there's a reason why St. Stilians is the number two school in the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're showing it week after week that these these ratings mean something. These ratings indicate a certain level of skill, a certain level of um, ability, and it shows when they play the teams that aren't on that level. So I think as a team that's not on that level, targets is the way to go. Play your own game. Play your own game so that you, you're, you're at least, if you're slightly... If St. Stidians are slightly better than you, then mm. you're probably going to be the best in your league. Yeah. So you need to be looking at, okay, cool, we need to at least score 300 plus. If we can score 300 plus against St. Stidians, we've got a de- we're, we're pretty good, even though they scored 500. Yeah. Because now the biggest problem is now they've done two things. One, everybody knows that their bowling lineup is suspect. Yeah, it's up for grabs. <laughs> right? Runs and everybody knows number two, they're not built, they're not built to fight. Mm. Yeah, that's the message so. they've sent out there, basically. St. David's, that's what they've said. Mm. Um, we're not gonna scrap. Um, and also if you if you get a hold of our bowling lineup, you can basically have your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, tough day. Are they going to the David. Michael Mass Festival? They'll be there. Oh, that's gonna be a tough. That's We'll be looking out for St. David. We're pulling for you guys. We're pulling yeah. for you guys. We're hoping that uh, um, you guys get things done right. I mean, it is only the beginning of the season, but uh, yeah, man, you guys, you're gonna, you guys are gonna have to to step up if you want to do well at that tournament. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I mean, since we're talking about it, right? We might as well have the conversation around how that game went. Um, I think there's, there's, there's quite a bit that can be covered there. Fantastic performances, obviously, from, um, uh, from the, the St. Stithians boys. Um, I don't know if you remember when we first covered St. Stithians game, right? I think that was episode one. Um, we spoke about um, uh, Quena, and then we also spoke about uh, the, two, the, two, the two boys up front. Right, um, I think it was uh, Ruben Dutoy, and uh, actually forgot what the other kid's name is, but he didn't play this time around, right? So Ruben yeah. opened up with um, Karen Pele. Um, yeah. I think it was Karen Pele that was up there, was he? Yeah, yeah, I think Sounds it was. Familiar. Yeah, I think it was Karen Pele. But listen, Fire performance from Ruben Dutoy, man. Man, is this boy consistent. 124 and 80 balls at a strike rate of 155. Like, this boy is Ruben is, is a killer. Impressive, I'm sorry. Bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ruben is a killer. Seriously. Ruben as an open... We're gonna, Ruben is now our guy. Well, for me, Ruben's my guy when it comes to batting. Yeah. I'm following Ruben all the way to provincial. Yeah. If yeah. Ruben's not in that under 19 side, it's I early days. Who else? It's is early there? days. <laughs> early days. Yeah. But Ruben Detoy. Ruben Detoy, opening batsman. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking at. Ruben Detoy, you are my boy. You are groundsman certified, man. This boy yeah. is a hammer. And I don't, oh yes, you remember when I said to you, um, because Ruben and, and Pelé, uh, Ruben and, and Kieran scored the hundreds up front, right? In the first game. Um, yeah. And then I said to you, uh, there was a boy called Richard Salatwani that came in. Um, yeah. scored five a quick, or six. Yeah, he came in at number five, right? And I said to you, oh, I saw this boy's technique and I thought, no, no, no. If he had a bit of time, he'd do, he'd do damage, right? Yeah. Oh, he had a bit of time this time around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the boy had a bit of time this time around, man. He scored 186 
in 94 oh. balls. Hello. At a strike rate of 197. Hello. Shout out to Richard Seletwane. Richard is the man who buried St. David. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we found our man. <laughs> The man who put them in the ground, bro. The man oh, who put them in the ground. Yeah, man. The man who put them in the ground is Richard Siletuan. 186 and 94 at 197 strike rate. How? Do you, and you know what? The, you know what's bad about that, got right? Out. <laughs> no, 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 you got out. You got out. Um, yeah. But do you know what's bad about that is that um, you... Like Ruben scored, Ruben scored one twenty four, right? And then uh, Kieran scored thirty one and got out. Um, I yeah. think at that point, as St. Davis, you're like, "Headway, boys, let's go!" Because by the time uh, Kieran got out, um, by the time Kieran got out, they hadn't, they weren't, they weren't really anyway, right? The yeah. uh, Ruben was was still under fifty um, when when Kieran got out, and then. Um, the number three comes out, Tebe Gaziba, Gazide comes in, goes out for eight, right? At that point, you're like, we're making headway, boys. Headway. Yeah. Let's get it. In yeah. comes Richard Seletzwan. He goes hard. And you think, ah, here we go, right? Ruben goes out. In comes, he, in comes Leandro Pretorius, the wicket keeper, right? Yeah. Boy scores 106 in 57 balls at a strike rate of 185. Wait, so, hold on. <laughs> hold on. What happened? So, number four he and comes five. in and joins Richard. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, he, com- he comes in and name? joins Richard. Uh, Leandre Pretorius. Leandro Pretorius, accomplice. Yes, the accomplice. accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> You're an accomplice to burying a team alive. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, no. Richard, 186. Leandro comes in, scores 106. All of them with a, with, with a, with a strike rate of 180 plus. Um, absolutely scary, man. Absolutely scary. Like... The, 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 this top order of St. Stithians makes it so difficult, so difficult to not include at least two or three of them in your top order for the, for the Gauteng squad. It makes it difficult. You look yeah. at everybody else and you're like, ah, okay, it's going to look a bit biased to include their top order. But, I mean, we'll see. Listen, let's look at the first half. Let's see after Michael Mass. Let's see how the boys did. But at this point in time, if you don't have Richard, if you don't have Ruben, if you don't have Kieran, if you don't have Laundry, what are you doing, boy? A keeper that can score 100 for you at this strike rate is rare. Dude. It's absolutely rare. It's rare. Okay. Um, obviously, nothing, nothing to write home about. Um, from from St. David's, if we if we talk about them, I think it, it's just going to be um, demoralizing for the bowlers, man. So I think we'll leave them alone. Uh, most of them had um, a str- uh, Most of them had an economy of over eight. Um, a lot of them had an economy of over ten. Can you How did that? the St. Stidians? I lost your I uh, lost your visual. Oh, sorry. I think yeah. my phone is dead. Can Can you hear the music playing in the back? Nah, not really. My headphones aren't like pop up. Okay. Yeah, then it's fine. I can't hear any music. Okay, cool. Uh, then we back in three, two, one. Yeah. So I mean, the boys. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. Most of these kids, uh, the St. David's boulders, have, have an economy of over 10. Um, there was one youngster, Matthew West, bowled two overs, went for 41. Uh, it's 
it's rough, man. Only had one dot ball, economy of 20. It, it was a tough day out. <coughs> How were the Saints Stadium's bowlers? Uh, Saints, Saints did all right. Um, they, shared, they shared the wickets uh, amongst the bowlers. Um, Gwena bowled nine overs um, for 23 at an economy of 2.5. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, at, as, as you can imagine, it's, it's fantastic to see that even when he's not taking wickets, he can keep the run rate down. So, um, yeah. absolutely economical. fantastic. Hmm? He's economical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely fantastic, man. Um, uh, another, uh, so the highest wicket taker, two wickets for Esosa uh, Aheba. Um, Esosa Aheba, young, young player, took two wickets for 22, bolt six at, a, at an economy of 3.6. So... Listen, nothing, nothing too much to write home about from the bowlers, but it's good to see that Aquena can bowl uh, nine overs, um, go for as few runs as possible, so he doesn't have to be taking wickets for him to be encouraged to bowl well and bowl quick. Yeah. No, yeah. that's definitely true. That's definitely true. It's good to see that he is he's bankable, even on the days where he's not making runs. That's a big thing to, for a fast bowler. One yeah. thing to pick up wickets and be a fast bowler, but to also be able to keep the run rate down. Yeah, yeah. especially up front. Um, you can imagine, you, you're bowling up front. So we, when the team comes in up front, they've, they've essentially, yes, they're chasing 501, but they've got an entire batting lineup to come, right? So there's confidence there. Um, yeah. And yeah, for, for him to bowl as well as he did, I think it shocked St. David's into understanding what is to come um, and understanding uh, w- what really is, is, is happening here and whether or not they can get to that 501 or not. So I think they definitely were able to set the tone. Did you open the bowling? Uh, yeah, I did. Ah, obvious. The first team is back. He's not playing under 15. <laughs> oh, all right so when is back he's he's now opening was he opening last week yeah the first game that we spoke about him and we found him we took the five against Chimis. he was opening the bowling there that was the first team playing yeah 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 so every first team game that i've seen him and he's he's opened the bowling it's only against under 15 um where he came in like second change or things like that All right. Yeah, man. So, so yeah. Listen, we started with with the with the with the highlight of the weekend, which is a huge one. Um, and then I guess we can go to Pretoria Boys versus Centurion. Um, again, Centurion's not in the top twenty, but but Pretoria Boys is. So technically, Pretoria Boys should have won this game, and they did. Um, they. Bowling came back. In, I mean, their batting came back into it now. Um, I think the, the, the batsmen are starting to find their stride. Um, they scored 253 for eight in 50 overs. And they bowled Centurion out for 155. So essentially winning that game by 98 runs. Okay. Okay, the people's team. Way to redeem yourselves. <laughs> yeah, way performance. Way to redeem, man. Way to redeem. A youngster coming in, Robert Jordan, coming in at number four, scored a 50, which is nice. Um, it seems like everybody sort of got a start, right? So um, yeah. we number two came in, Kieran Krum uh, came in scoring 31. And then we had uh, Leo Sandler coming in at three, scoring 33. Um, and then obviously then we had... Uh, what's his name? Uh, number four coming in, um, Robert Jordan coming in and scoring a fifty. So I think it was it was a it was a nice performance. It's almost like waking up a puppy, right? Wakes up nice and slow. It was it was a tough day out the first game, 
Um, now they're awake. It seems like they may have heard us last week uh, banging on them a little bit. Um, and it seems like they've woken up, man. They've decided to, to put on their big boy pants um, and, and come and play. Now we see you boys, huh? Slowly, slowly churning on the engines. <laughs> get into gear, boys. I huh? get into gear. Love the performance. Now let's keep it up. Keep it up. Let's get a hundred in there. Get some big scores going. Get some fivers going. Come, boys. Yeah, man. So, so that's that's Vatoklov versus Afis. It was a really good game. Low scoring game, but definitely some fireworks, some scrap there from Afis. And congratulations from Vatoklov. Again, another win under your belt, a tight one. And I think it's fantastic to get a game like this before, um, before the tournament and the season starts to also test you, right? To test. I mean, your top order has been hammering, guys. Um, yeah. So to get an opportunity for your middle order to, to pull through for you guys um, and also for, for the guys to show a bit of character and see you guys over the line. Fantastic. Well done, Vartoklov. Yeah, no, definitely it, it, it needed to stretch their middle order, but before they start getting serious, test their middle order, but see if they can pick up the slack if things go bad in the tournament. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think stuff like this is exactly why you play preseason games, right? Get everybody in yeah. lock. Get everybody an opportunity to, to get going and to find their feet. As soon as you do that, you, you have an opportunity to play um, different games that are going to test you in different ways. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah, man. And then the last game, I think, for today that we're going to talk about is Great College versus Potterstrom Chemis. As you guys can remember, Chemis got their... Um, <laughs> got 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 the the they met Saint Stephens. <laughs> they met Saint Stephens. They we met Saint Stephens. They played Saint Stephens, <laughs> and we all know what happened so far to guys that play Saint Stephens. Yeah, yeah. No, what we can say is that they were better than Saint Stephens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it was it, it was rough, man. Listen, uh, I think conceding three, I think it was a like 390 odd um in that game. It 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 must have it must have been a difficult one to overcome. Um and yeah. then again, then they come and have to face Great College, which is also a behemoth in the game. Fantastic players, good school. Um <clears throat> we got a few sort of proteas out of proteas out of there. So it's definitely a, not an easy task for you guys to to come from a game like that and then and then have to go play great college, but they did, and they won. So great college is ranked eleventh, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I think they're eleventh now. I'll just I'll have to double check that, but yeah, I think they're eleventh on the on, on yeah the either eleventh or tenth because I know it was Grey High and Great College following each other. Yeah. Yeah. Unless so they were up top. We'll check. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll check. We'll check for ourselves. It it, it was a it was an interesting one because um <clears throat> if you look at it, I mean Gray it was rough for Gray, man. It was it was rough. When I look at these scores, um you can see that uh Pretoria, I mean, Pochestrum Chemi scored 197 and eight, uh, 197 for eight. Um, mm -hmm. And then Gray, they bowled Gray out for 111. So it, it's tough, man, to, to barely score 110 in a game. Uh, Gray is reminding me a little bit of the people's team. Um, uh, they played a few, uh, they played a few inter-house games. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. It just seems a bit slow for me. So they've already had some middle time. Yeah, they had some middle time. They played some inter-house games. They didn't, uh, they didn't record those. 
on sort of the uh, public scoring on the scoring apps. Um, but clearly, <laughs> we can see why. We know right? why. <laughs> we can see why. Because if you come out like this on your first weekend out, mate, you got St. Stillian scoring 500 plus, but you out here barely can score 110. So um, I'm pretty sure great college are the guys with the 11 turf nets. <laughs> <laughs> if memory serves me correctly I, I seriously need to get a horn or something because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out like there's so many moments where I'm like listen that deserves a horn that that deserves a horn man but yeah basically yeah I think they've got like 10 turf nets and um a few i think that i think that i think they also got a like an indoor center thing um if i'm not mistaken so yeah listen man there's 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 def, there are definitely resources over there um they they I think it's time we petition we need to see if Pachumis keeps doing well they need a spot at the at tournament yeah 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 i don't know if they'll be there i hope they go there man i think i think Chimis is a is a michael team that, that can scrap yeah michael mass i think there's there's um there's it's a team that can scrap um and clearly they 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 go back they work hard and then they see if they can come back and, and do better again so Definitely think there's 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 a slot for them there, and there's an opportunity for them, if for nothing else, to just grow their cricket, right? Get some experience. Mm, yeah, definitely. yeah, but yeah, so, man. I think uh, Great College is gonna have to do something about that. Yeah, listen, they're gonna have but, to. Uh, all credit to Hermes, you know, they've always been a good side. So, yeah, but you know, if you're number ten, number eleven. In the, in the country, we expect better. Great college had to meet up with uh, St. Stidians, it would be a funeral. <laughs> uh, it would be a tough one. It would definitely be a tough one. Um, I think uh, they got hurt, man. They got hurt by specifically Junior Mate. Um, ball nine overs, uh, took four wickets for 43 runs, you know. So, uh, Junior Mate from Chemis, uh, Junior Mate from Chemis, bud. Okay, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> we uh, see you, brother. Yeah, it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. It's Junior Mate from Chemis. Um, I think, yeah, yes. man, I think the boy tried. Um, and he, he clearly, he's a spinner, um, left arm orthodox, um, fantastic, fantastic spinner, man. Um, he clearly bowled a good line, a good length. Um, the first wicket, he, he, he got a guy caught in the covers. Next wicket, caught in the covers again. Um, so, like, it's, it was... Yeah, no. Second wicket was LBW. Sorry. First wicket, guy got caught in the covers. Second wicket was LBW. Uh, the guy's playing across the line. Um, so it's it's he's he's definitely a talent, man. I'm I'm I've watched a I've watched a few um a few tapes of him bowl. Uh do you see I don't know if you can see my screen. Um mm. yeah, so we've seen a, a few of his big turner though. Big turner of the ball. Like, he seems like an, an exciting talent. He reminds me a little yeah. bit of an Oti. He reminds me of an Oti Ramaboa, man. Like he's such a left arm Looks orthodox, smooth. Uh, turns the ball properly, smooth action, proper follow through, mm. stumping. The last wicket that he scores that he got was a stumping. Fantastic keeping, by the way. Um, from the keeper, uh, strong, 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 strong bowler. I think um, very good lines, very good lengths. Um, yeah, man, very exciting, very exciting. Junior Mate, 
We see you, boy. I'm looking at those hips, though, Junior. I'm looking at those hips, though. Mm. They're not mm. coming through all the way. Coming through yeah. all the way. If you go back and look back, he's he sort of half stops a bit. Doesn't they don't kick through? No, yeah. the hips are especially left arm orthodox. Yeah, they don't. The hips got to yeah, push so... through all the way. Yeah, and if he if he did that, I think he'd he'd get some decent pace um, through the air, and I think he'd get more rip. He'd get more. Yeah, rip. get that rip and that dip. Yeah. You look at him here. Yeah. yeah. He goes, boom. See, he doesn't follow through. He just follow through. Those hips don't come through. Yeah, and and at that pace, um, guys are gonna come after you. I think if you come across the Saint Stidians, um, might be a bit of a different game. But again, Greg College are good. You know, it's not like he's 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 bowling against yeah. um guys who come back. Oh, he's so doing well. He did great. Yeah, so those hips, those hips need to come through, man. I think the youngster, <clears throat> but I think there's definitely something there. Um, at this age group, though, yeah. I think uh, that uh, Northwest Academy um, development structures need to need to get in there. Um, uh, get him in touch with with. Uh, uh, Coach Imran, Imran to be there at, at Fields College. Fantastic spinner coach. Um, I think he'd work him out. Yeah, you could definitely do some wonders with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, so so that was, that's Poch Chimis versus Greg College. Absolutely fantastic. I think the kids did uh, uh, really well. Um, again, like we said, we follow the seniors, so these are the under 19 boys, under 18 boys coming through, looking to to perform well and hopefully be up for for Coke Week and their provincial teams. Um, I think the the rugby there's been quite a bit of rugby and hockey going on, so a lot of the the kids and the schools have been have been there. I think we're going to see a pickup in the games coming up in the next week or two um, as the rest of the other schools come up. As the, the the clubs go go back, they start their seasons in October, I think the first week of October. So there's about two weeks left before the clubs came back, which is essentially then the schools are also back playing leagues, um, which also then sort of ushers in the Michael Mass tournaments and all of that. So there's a, there's definitely a lot of cricket to come, guys. There's the there are great young talents that we've identified here on the groundsman. And dog, I think. I think we're 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 starting we're starting to unearth um, where the talent is, right? Um, and also yeah. to make sure that the people know where the talent is and who the who the exceptionally talented are in our country. Mm. It's first about trying to figure out who's scoring the most runs, just taking the most wickets. Then we'll start to figure things out from there. Yeah. So as we go through this week by week, with just tracking the boys and we're seeing who's performing, who's doing well, who's actually somebody that we as people can get behind and go, okay, wait, these boys deserve opportunity. These boys have performed. Yeah. They deserve an opportunity. That's yeah. really what we're trying to figure out. So I'd like to propose something before we go, and that is to introduce a thought of the day. Where I'd ask you a question and then you would give your thought on that before we wrap it up. Yeah, uh, that would be great, man. That would be great. I don't mind the thoughts of the day. Yeah, man. Like there was something I was um, I was watching this interview with one of these um, college football coaches, right, in the US, and he was talking mm -hmm. about something so interesting, and and I I just thought this. This translates for us as well, considering the fact that coaches has, have such a, an influence on your selection as a player um, to go to the highest level, right? Um, the next coach wants yeah. to select you. Often they'll go back to your high school coach and just get a report from them, um, you know, or your, or your club coach and get a report. And, and he said something so interesting in that um, there, there are two words that are most important in a player report. And that is the word and and but, right? And he says, as a player, what you want is for a coach to say, he's really hardworking, uh, he shows up for the team, he scores really well, he concentrates really well. 
and he helps pack up after practice. He's the first guy at practice and then, and then, right. Um, what mm. you don't want is for a coach to say, um, he, he's, a, he's one of my top run scorers. Um, if you want a run machine, he's fantastic. If you want someone that will grind for you on the ground, he's fantastic, but he's ill-disciplined at school. Um, he, mm. he's very difficult to coach. Um, he's a bit disruptive at practices. You'll have to watch him. He mm. doesn't always show up for, for games on time. So that but means everything because like we said in the last, um, I think it was in our episode three, episode two, episode three, where we spoke about the fact that when, when you are there, coaches are looking for a reason to cut you, right? Whoever is there, who is the head coach or the selectors, they're looking for a reason to cut you. And the, the person who's supposed to be your spokesperson, and even worse, if you don't have one, it's going to be a conversation around, yes, he scored 200s during this tournament, but his coach says this. He was, um, they snuck out during, during the tournament and they got caught doing one, two, three. Uh, they are the mm-hmm. ones that were one, two, three um, at the hostels. They snuck out and then, and, and. So it really forms part of a conversation. And I thought to myself, how, whether or not these young boys understand how much they contribute to their selection or to them being left out. Mm. That, that's powerful, man. Yeah. Because it, that reigns, there, there reigns so much truth in that statement. If you look at a lot of the guys that didn't make it, or that and we and went on to play, say, club cricket. Um, a lot of those guys for academy, and we go, yes, this guy is so good. He should be playing higher. He should be playing franchise, or at least he should, or he should be playing essays, right? Yeah. And then you go and ask those guys what happened, right? And each one of those guys will give you a story that would give you the butt. Yeah. In their story, their butt is the reason why they didn't make it. They could play, they had all the talent, they had everything, but they were, they were, they were a handful. They were a problem to deal with off the court. Yeah. Off the field, they were a mission. And there's a lot of those guys. We know a lot of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Grew up with them. They know themselves. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll we'll bring them on. You know, it's not even like anyone's shame. We'll bring the guys on that will come and chat about how they could have been there and they'll tell you exactly why they didn't make it. Yeah. And they're okay with it. But it's a lesson to, to young guys that what you do off the field matters. What you do off the field matters because when it comes down to it they don't just look at your performance they're looking at you as a person yeah they're saying do i want to spend i mean think about these people have to spend sometimes weeks with you sometimes months with you depending on what type of camp you're going to depending on where you're traveling to these people a part of the decision is do i want to spend that much time being responsible but someone who does not have discipline. Yeah. Because yeah. he's responsible for you as a coach. So if you're known for sneaking out, guess what? I now have to travel with somebody who is known for sneaking out, but you don't realize that the minute you are out of his sight and something happens, it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's not yours. Yeah. Nobody says, what were you doing? Why did you sneak out? No, everybody says, Coach, why didn't you watch him? And why don't you have a handle on your team? Yeah. Because you're you you're 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 not you're not an adult. Your parents had to sign some stuff for you to leave. Yeah. And when they signed that stuff, they agreed 
and they gave they, the coach essentially agreed to be responsible for you. So you yeah. have to understand that that affects your selection. No matter how good you are, if you're too much of a headache, you're just not worth it. Yeah, you're a liability. Nobody wants to take a liability with them. You know, it's like, it's like pulling a hand grenade, pulling the pin out of a hand grenade, and now you've got to hold it the whole time on tour. The moment you let it go, you know that thing's going to blow up in your face. And no one wants to, no one wants to spend a week on tournament with, 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 with players like that, if, if we're honest with each other. Because you, you essentially, as a coach, you're working during the game, right? Making sure guys are in line and they're doing their things and everybody's head's in the right places. And then after, after that, that's when you're supposed to be thinking about tomorrow's game. Where are we playing? Who are we playing? Analysis on those players. Um, chat to your captain. Have a conversation with your spinners, your bowlers. Get them prepped and ready for tomorrow. You are in work mode. Now, the problem with, with players that always have a butt in their story is that you are forcing the, the support staff, which is essentially the team manager, coach, uh, all those guys, to be focused on your shenanigans and not on the progress of the team. And unfortunately, because guys like those are usually, um, they're usually characters, right? They're usually quite uh, infectious in, in, in the way they, they go about things. They'll pull yeah. three or four other players with them. And then that just becomes a thing. Mm. And, you know, in all honesty, man, I was one of those guys. I was one of those guys. Every time, hey, man, when the night goes down, we, we going out, yeah. you're going to see what's happening. But you realize that that is, that is honestly some, one of the most selfish things that you can do. Yeah. You've been chosen. 12 guys were chosen. I was lucky enough to be chosen that. And then what, I, what do I do? I decide that I am going to spend my time Pissing it up at night. Yeah. And yeah, you do well, but not everybody's built like that. And you don't actually do as well as you'd like to do because you're not at your best. Yeah. And it's like, how selfish of a, of a person can you be to decide that there's so many kids that are sitting at home that wish they could be on that tournament that will never, ever, ever get that opportunity to get yeah. to be at Coke Week or to be at under 17 provincial week momentum week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. that's just the reality, man. I'm saying this stuff in hindsight to guys that don't don't it's not cool. It may feel like a holiday. And I know to a lot of guys that it is, you know, some guys never get to go out. So that tournament is the first time they've probably ever left their city, some guys. Yeah. That's that's a reality. So do they want to go out? Do they want to see the places? Of course. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, guys, man. It's, it's just not it's, it's not... it's not who you want to be as a man. You don't want to be the type of man that pisses away his opportunity. You don't want to be that guy. Don't be that guy. And that under 19, once you get to under 19, you're pretty much an adult. You're making that decision as a grown man now. You're deciding to piss away an opportunity to, to be somebody. And it may not even be a cricket opportunity, but an opportunity for people to see you as somebody who's respectable. That you know what? You didn't make it, but you, what you don't understand is that you're about to go out into the real world. In the real world, you need people to like you. Yeah. In the real world, you need people to think you're, you're a respectable person. Most importantly, you need people to think you're trustworthy. Yeah. That, hey, you know what? I went on tournament with that boy. Nah, I, I, I could back him. I could bank on him. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Um, responsible. Got a good head on his shoulders. Um, there's a spot open here. Call, call T up. Call him, he'll do the job. He'll be fantastic. And honestly, that, that is it, right? So a lot of people, 
will make the statement that money makes the world go around. But in reality, relationships make the world go around, man. And if you if if you're a, if you're a, um, if you're a nasty person to be around or a problem to be around, or every time there's something going on, you're in the middle of that instigation. Honestly, those relationships burn out very quickly. As soon as you leave you leave high school, um, everybody goes their separate ways. Some go to varsity, some go to colleges, some go overseas, some take gap years. Um, the closest you'll probably ever get to anybody is on Facebook. Most people, once they leave high school, they leave the guys that always brought trouble to their doorsteps behind. Yeah. It was fun in a, in a controlled environment. Yeah. Not so fun in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, that's, that's just what I thought about. And I just thought to, to, to round it up, um, an example that that, uh, that that coach we're talking about made was that he had a player who um, who was really good, talented player. He had a fin- like he was fantastic in college, and he said to and and um, one of these one uh, an opposition player said something about his mother, right? Um, obviously, he got in his face. They got into a bit of a scuffle. Um, it got broken up, and he um, he beat him up. And then he, he, he got sent to the coach's office and he said to them, and he said to him, man, you cannot do that. You, you cannot get into that kind of altercation and get into things like that. You get arrested, you get a record and you, and, and you go from being a first round draft pick to a six round draft pick. And that's a difference of earning $30 million in your first year to earning two. Okay, you you have to think about it. And obviously the guy, uh, the, the kid was like, yeah, but I mean, I, he, I can't let him say that stuff about my mother. I can't let him say that stuff about me. Um, uh, how can I, you know, allow him to get away with that? And he's like, well, think if you think about it, that, that I can't deny you, right? Everybody feels the, the need to defend their own honor and they, and they, parents honor their mother's honor that's fine no problem with that those are words on the field you are making a 28 million dollar decision right there you get you get a record you make a 28 million dollar decision and that is what it costs you to lose your cool then he says the guy actually then got drafted for 40 million dollars in his first year as a first round draft pick so essentially that day that he got that he got into that fight, he was making a thirty-eight million dollar decision. Hmm. So, as a player, um, as a as a kid that's trying to make cricket your career, um, we may not necessarily have those kind of numbers, but if you really want to be, if you really want to be. Um, a kid that gets given a contract early by a franchise, um, by a county side, um, by any kind of team that, that will look to essentially pay you for your services, you have to be thinking about that but. Think about that but in your story. Are you, is what you're doing creating a but in your story? And as soon as you can, you can, you can, you can, come to terms with that is when you start to think to yourself, okay, cool. These coaches are human beings. The people who have to make the decision whether to sign you or not are people. And people just don't want to deal with problem kids. Yeah, man. Nobody wants to deal with a problem kid. Yeah. You may think it's fun. It may be fun from your perspective, but People are just not going to want to deal with you. So it's fun when it lasts. But at the end of the day, when it all comes down to it, coaches are just not going to select you. Guys are just not going to choose you. Why? Ah, dude, that guy fights all the time, man. He's always getting into fights and stuff at school. Apparently, he was suspended from his school or whatever. You think we're still going to let you come play for our province? You got suspended from your school? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Make the right choice, man. T, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, again, week number four on the truck, man. I think we had a good time. 
Um, it's been a long weekend. Um, had a bit of cricket this weekend. The groundsmen don't just talk. They, they play a little as well. My body's knackered. But um, I think it was, uh, it, was a, it was a good episode. Uh, any last words? Yeah, man. Another good episode. Um, I'm interested in seeing uh, that, that tournament. And that's the big one for me. I'm quite keen to see what's coming up in that tournament and how guys are going to perform there. And yeah, I'm keen for next week. Now it is. And a good one. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on The Groundsman, where you find everything that has to do with school cricket, what the boys are doing, how they're doing it. We've got Michael Mass tournament coming up in, a, in, in two weeks' time. We're looking forward to it. We're going to have great conversation about the sports, young men, how to get them, how to get them where they need to be in order to, be, um, uh, uh, to contribute to society in a positive way. Um, an enlightened way. Thank you so much for joining it, guys. We really appreciate you from the Groundsman. See you next week. Peace. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Groundsman. Today's man, that top order just demolished. <laughs> so normally, what that structure looks like is that there's. And honestly, that's part of why the groundsmen are here as well, so that you don't have to wait for code week in order to see who's who and what's what.